God, we come together touching and agreeing this day, Father God. Thank you for each and every one that's able to gather with us today online, Father God. We just thank you for allowing us to wake to wake up this morning, Father. We thank you for our health, strength, our ability to be able to hear your word, Father God. Thank you, Father, for just allowing us to be able to come and fellowship together because you know you are the only way. We know that you are the perfect way uh, that we'll be able to make it. Because of Jesus, your son, Father God, we can come, touch and greet and gather and encourage each other. I speak healing to all of us that need healing in our bodies and our minds and even in our souls, Father God. We, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for allowing Jesus to sacrifice himself for us father we thank you for that thank you for opening doors in our favor father god thank you for closing doors that you do not want us to go through and father god send a special prayer for all of those that's on the way in and haven't been made it yet father god we just uh thank you father for allowing us to be able to be come and hear your word today in jesus name we pray all right you are i i, I played the recording because god said I, I changed it from the alert to this one the lord just gave me this morning said do a clarion call so this is what this is our lesson today is about a clarion call so when when he tells me to stop that uh shofar blowing the shofar remember uh in, in the Old Testament, especially when they first came out of uh, Egypt and they were wandering around in the desert and the, it was so many of the people, I think it was over 3 million or whatever, it was so many of the people that were spread out all over. So when God wanted to talk to them or the leaders wanted everybody to get together, they would blow the shofar and shofar, the shofar is an alert. So all it is, is and they, and they have different tones in the shofar. Sometimes they might have been ready to go to battle. And so you, uh, the people knew the difference in the in the uh, sounds of the shofar. So the one that I did today is really just to call us together, give us an opportunity to settle our spirit down and know what the purpose of our gathering is. So today, like I said, we're going to talk on Isaiah 40, and uh, it's one good lesson that we can re learn out of Isaiah 40, is that God will be with us in all the difficult circumstances of life. That That's one thing that I hope the takeaway that each and every one of us can take away this with this. Now, Isaiah the prophet uh, was saying to, to, saying to the people, uh, prepare to meet your God. But in a way that says, uh, he was telling the terms, he's speaking of a tender mercy of God's because of the salvation of Jesus Christ, our Lord. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the Savior is, is Jesus Christ, and he's called the Lord. Uh, so that's what the main lesson is all about. Now, Isaiah the prophet God has spoke to Isaiah the prophet in 40. If you want to go back and read all of Isaiah, you can see all the different things they went through. But uh, in Isaiah 40, God was saying to uh, Isaiah to go and talk to, and speak to the people. And I'm, gonna I'm just going to basically read through it and then we'll get into the meat. He said, starting with Isaiah verse uh, 1, 40 verse 1. He said, comfort, comfort my people. 
says God, says your God. This is what God said to Isaiah. Comfort, comfort my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her, her hard service has been completed. That her sin has been paid for. That she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Going to verse 3. A voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now this this is verse 1, 2, 3. Then we're going to jump down to the other, other part. Now I do know every year God gives me a theme. At the beginning of the of the year, Isaiah 40 is is where the theme came from. He said, he, he said to me to make sure I say this constantly, and I do. This is the year of the Lord's favor. He will give you double for your trouble. And this is what he's saying to us today. We, we've gone through a whole lot of stuff for you all this year. Now, but going, going, uh, I want to jump down to verse 28. This is where the meat is coming from that we're mainly going to discuss. It's 28, 29, and 30, and 31. Isaiah 40, starting in verse 28, says, Do you, do you, do not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, and he will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can phantom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Verse 30, even youth grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will sour, soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Uh, I'm going to read that again because I want to make sure we got it. And you all are looking at it in your Bible. You can read the Bible also. He said, do you do not know? And it's really strange how it said it. Have you not heard? And that's the that's the news we're saying to saying to you all today. Have you not heard? The Lord is ever he, he the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can phantom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth, even children, young people grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Now, you, you might kind of ask yourself the question, what, what is the idea? What is the whole book of Isaiah uh, what what that last verse mean? What does it mean? Now the path of righteousness entails patience and waiting on the future glory of Christ to be revealed. But also the promise of strength to meet out trials and temptations here and now. When we're going through stuff, we're supposed to wait. If we get ahead of God, we may, and when we go ahead of God, we run ahead of him. 
And we, that means we're going on our own mind, our own will, and our own emotions. But if we wait on God, we'll get the correct answer. He said the, the, sometimes the, the, the waiting does not mean a, uh, a, a particular time or space. Uh, life's waiting room, think of this, you all, think of life and think of it as a waiting room is a place where you, time seemingly stands still. When we think about when we're waiting for God to do something, it feels like nothing is happening. I want to give you an example. It, it, it's a place where life is put on hold. That's where the waiting room is. Example is like when you go to the doctor's office and now most of it, and now you can do it over the, over the phone or over the internet. But but uh, but still, think about the old times. Or even when you do now, you go into the doctor's house, uh, doctor's uh, waiting room. It feels like time passes. It takes so hours and time pass. And yet we look at our watches. Maybe it's only been 20 minutes. It might feel like two hours that we've been sitting there. Uh, when we're in the waiting room of life, it seems if, if progress has come to a screeching halt. This is how it feels sometimes while we're waiting on the Lord. I've, like, like me, I've been waiting on the Lord over two years now for my, <coughs> excuse me, for my physical body to catch up with the spiritual me. I, I, and I can say, and not offending anyone, Miss Pauline is in a state now that she's waiting on the God, waiting on God to actually complete her healing. But she's faithful anyway, even though things sound like it feels like it might stop and you may not see what's happening today. Uh, my sister Adele is going through something to the, something now, but we got to wait and we have to wait on God, what he is saying to us and just make sure we don't jump in it and run ahead. Now the Bible tells, Bible calls us to wait on the Lord, even though God promises a special blessing for those who wait. I'll say that again to you all. God promises a special blessing for those that who waited, who wait on Him. Waiting is one of the most difficult things to do in, in Scripture. When we hear it, it's, it's hard. It's hard uh, because part of the fallen humanity, which we are, we human. We are so prone to take matters into our own hands and to follow our own own uh, intuition. We 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 will we when we said we'll pray and then we can boom we t we take over. God's taking too long. Look what happened to Sarah. Look what happened to Sarah. Yeah. Now, now over and over again yeah. we are told in Scripture to wait on the Lord. God strengthens us during times of waiting. Because we're resting, we're not moving. Through trials, when we have a trial or situation, he strengthens us. And when we jump ahead of him, we're going to have to circle back and go around again. Look at the folks that came out of Egypt, how long they went around. And they only had 11 miles to go, you all. Over 40 years, they walked, walked around and around and around <laughs> in the desert because they were disobedient. God gave them a way out, but they didn't like, they were scared. So they chose not to do that. The ones that chose not to do it, God said, okay, everybody that's 20 years and above, you will die in the desert. Those that was uh, 20 years and under, they went into the promised land. I want to go into what God has for me. And that's what some of what we have to do. Think about our own self. Look, now look, look at this example here. This is one that's, uh, you can go and find that like an eagle. 
An eagle knows when the storm is approaching. Long before the storm comes, an eagle, an eagle will fly to a high spot and wait for the winds to come. When the storm hits, it sets its wing, wings so that the wind will pick up and lift it above the storm. Think of, just think about when you when you're looking at that. It knows the storm is coming, so when the wind blows, it picks the eagle wings. Eagles up. He's got his wings all spread out, and it takes him up above the storm. Uh, while the storm rages below, the eagle is soaring above it. The eagle does not escape the storm. It simply uses the storm to lift it higher. It raises rises on the wind that brings the storm. Now when the storm of life come upon us, we all have had some stuff to happen. We can rise above them by uh, setting our mind and our trust in God. Uh, hold on a second. <coughs> I don't want to touch my mute. Uh, storms do not have to overcome us, you all. God will strengthen us during our time of waiting. His power will lift us up above the dark clouds so we can ride the winds of the storm that bring sickness, tragedy, failure, disappointment into our lives. God can do this if we wait on him. Uh, I, I only know this because of, of the, my recent experiences with tragedy. Each and every one of us has had some tragedy in, in, in our life so far this year. We could just look at it. If we haven't had anything, you might want to check what channel you're on. Now, we've had, in, in the Bryant family, we've had four deaths in our family just this year alone. This is August, almost over with, but we've actually had four. And we, we just, uh, one of our, our 92-year-old 90, cousins just uh, transitioned actually about two weeks ago, but they actually had his homegoing services on this past Saturday. And the young man that gave the eulogy, I, I've uh, never heard such beautiful eulogy. All of them spoke beautiful in it. He was in his church. He belonged to his church for 82 years. That man who was 10 years old, his mom and daddy joined the church with him. Now, uh, God continues to strengthen us and lift us up above all storms. He will do the same for you. In every situation, whatever the storms you're dealing with, I, I just want to encourage you, encourage you that God is not asleep. He's not asleep. He is not standing on the sidelines just looking. He is in the right place, right there with you, lifting you up so you can soar above the storm. You just have to make sure that you're in the right place. Well, he said, wait. Wait on me, but first, as long as you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you know that, and you live in that, you 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 can God can do everything that He wants you to do. Now, I want to drop this. We're gonna speed up a little bit because I got a lot I want to tell you all tonight. Uh, we can do it about another twenty minutes. Uh, now, one of the questions I've heard sometimes we may answer the ask this question ourselves: Is God asleep? Get Psalms forty four. Verses 17 through 26. Psalms 44. Verses 17 through 26. 
Now, I, I, I was wondering, who, who wrote Psalms 44? This was not the one of the songs that David wrote, but he wrote a whole bunch of them. You can Google that and find out. David wrote a total of about uh, 73 songs, but this particular one he didn't write. Uh, this was written by Moses' cousin, Korah. This was her sons that wrote that. You know what they were? They was praise team. They were the people that did the music and sung the songs. That did that. You think about it, like in church now we have a praise team and it does all the pre-worship, take us into the worship of the Father, uh, up to the, into the Spirit, so we can get the service started. This is what Moses' cousins' children did. They were praise praise team. And if you want to look at that, you can go look at Second Chronicles twenty and nineteen. Uh, now, Psalms, Psalms forty four seventeen to through twenty six. I have the NIV version. Now all this came upon us, though we had not forgotten you, we had not been false to your covenant. Our hearts had not turned back, our feet had not strayed from your path, but you crushed us and made us hot for jackals. Hot is like when you when stuff keep continually appear, keeps coming back. Sometimes we repent, repent, and we ask God to forgive us, but we truly don't mean it, and so that junk just come back. It keeps coming back. Go ahead on to uh, verse 20. It says, If we had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would not God have discovered discovered it? Since he knows the secrets of our heart. Uh, that, that almost go back to the old thing that my mom and I used to say. And, and we I think we touched on it a bit. A little bit last week. What's done in the dark will come to the light. God knows I'll see y'all. So we can't pretend before him. We can't pretend. Verse 22 says, Yet for your sake we face death all day long. They're talking to God. For God's sake they face death all day long. We consider as sheep being slaughtered. And we, we can almost relate to that. Think about some of the stuff that come up against us. We just feel awful. It's like we're being taken to the slaughter. But if we wait and allow God to give us the wisdom, the Spirit of God that lives in us to give us the wisdom to get out of that. And verse 23 says, Awake, Lord, why do you sleep? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? We are brought down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground, to the ground. Rise up and help us, rescue us because of your unfailing love. Are you all listening to what it says? Uh, and it said God has unfailing love. A lot of times we think He's sleep because we're not in the right position to even get a prayer through. We're going to talk about. I'm going to give you all some points on to make sure your prayer get through. Now, uh, look at Psalms one twenty one and four. Psalms 121 and 4 says that he who keeps Israel does not slumber or sleep. God is eternally vigilant and eternally alert. God is always alert. Think about a mother. A lot of us are lines of mothers and those that aren't mothers, we're caregivers. We either care for our cousins, our children, nieces, nephews, whomever. We're caregivers. Now think about this. A mother's when a mother's kind of sleep with one ear open. My mother used to sleep with one eye open. Cause she didn't never close up. She would take a nod, nod. 
I can't remember right off the top of my head the little thing about she used to say that every client or every uh, clothes I ain't sleep or something like that. Mimi, you think of it and tell me what it is. Now, when when a mother when a child cries out, the mother hears it and she's right there to help. But God doesn't sleep at all, so both of His ears are always open. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their cry. That's in Psalms 34 and 15. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. Uh, God is awake, you all. He is mindful of our needs. He always waits to do his will at a time when it will do us the most good and bring him to the most glory. The delays of God are not denials. We, we, we need to realize that. Sometimes he, he say, it, 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 so we pray, we don't always get the prayer instant exactly like that, but because we don't get it immediately, it doesn't mean God is denying it. It's probably just a delay. He's going to do it when he wants to do it, when it's the perfect time. Not at our time, but at his perfect time. Because God's timing is perfect, we must wait, trust, and and not complain. Don't mumble and complain while you're waiting. You fall into sin, you're going to miss your blessing while you're doing that. If It's easy to complain, but we, instead of complaining, we need to wait. Uh, wait in silence before the Lord and praise Him. That's one thing that can keep us from mummering and keep us complaining. Think about him. Get a good song in your heart. That's why when I send out these links, I send out songs because I know most of us never take time to listen to a nice song to sell our spirit down. To know what God can do, He will do it. That one song I, I sent, I can't remember what it was. Quintana, the one lady, she had some miracles. When you looked at it as a video, she had some miracles that happened. And and because she waited, they prayed and they did not mummer. They waited on the Lord, and that's what we have to do. You all, everything we do, we have to uh, just wait on the Lord. Now, if you complain, complain is like you you expressing grief, grief. You expressing pain or, or discontent. That's not that's not uh, we're doing jabber 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 stuff. That's not that's not focusing on God. Now, if we look at James four. One, two, three. One through three. We're almost done here, but we're going to do an open mic afterwards. James 4, 1, 2, 3. Now, it said, Where do wars and fights among you come from? Think about this. Do they come from your lust that war is in your body? You lust and do not have, so you kill. You desire to have uh, and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. Most of the times we don't have something because we don't get it because we don't ask. Now three, this is an important one. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend in a, in a let me, you all help, excuse me, my voice goes as, and I don't care to say they're going to take my voice, I'm going to stop start back over. Uh, verse 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. You may spend in your passion. That you may spend in your passion. A lot of times what that miss is, y'all. A miss is a wrong. A wrongly if you think it's uh, 
it's a it's a like like when uh somebody is goes before a judge and they're guilty uh the judge that's like a miss when something had gone wrong that's a miss that's what the bible is talking about that's what a miss is we we ask selfishly sometimes and some of the stuff we ask we don't need it we need to get up and get a job and work for it a lot of the things we ask God's yeah. already provided his word it says in his word because of Jesus stripes we already heal so why do we ask God for a healer we thank him for the healer he's already the Bible says we're already healed so why do we complain well God why didn't you heal me why did you you heal that person you why didn't you heal me that person had COVID and they got healed and I'm sitting in this wheelchair and I, I two years I've been doing your word if I pray that way I'm asking a miss I won't ever get anything because I'm speaking negatively again you ask and do not receive because you ask a miss that you may spend it on your pleasures A lot of times we pray for things that we, we don't even need. Mm-hmm. Jesus walked this earth and never prayed for people's conveniences. Think about it. He never prayed for anybody to be convenient in what they were doing. Heal the blind man. Heal the, a, a, a woman's son that was dead in a casket, laid hands on and the boy rose up. Now, going on, get John, first John 5 and 14. We have confidence. We should have confidence. We do have confidence that uh, God would answer our prayer. And that's in John, first John 5 and 14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he, re- he hears us. This is because we are constantly plagued with doubts. Doubts come in. That means we don't trust or we don't fully believe God. He said he'll hear us, but a lot of times we got all this clutter in the way. All this stuff we're trying to go, all this misbelief, all this that we don't truly trust him, that he's going to listen to our prayers. Now, even David, a man after God's own heart, faces some fears. Think about it face some fears. Now I'm going to give you five reasons uh, why we should know God hears our prayers. You, If you can't just jot the scriptures down you might want to go back. I'm going to read them but I want you to jot them down so you can go back and then have this uh, for prayers. Have it when you want to do a little devotion in the morning. That's that's nice you all. Before you, when you get up in the morning and you, you're drinking your cup of coffee or if you're not having to go to work like many of us, but some of us have to go out and go to work, but make sure you get up early if not enough time to have some devotion with God because it wasn't you that woke you up this morning. Now, first John, uh, well, no, it's John, John 9. Just read the first one is John 9 and 31. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. I'm going to read that again. Vera's not making this up. That's why I'm giving it to you. This is why I know God hears our prayers. John 9 and 31 says, We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Go on. Another one is uh, 1 Peter 
3 and 12. 1 Peter 3 and 12. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. I'm going to read that again. 1 Peter 3 and 12. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are tentative to their prayers. He hears you. But the face of the Lord is against those who do, who do evil. Okay. Third one. 1 John 5 and 15. 1 John 5 and 15. I get excited. I'm, I'm getting excited. You, you, I'm trying not to speak in tongues here. I'm getting so excited. 5 and 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that he have what we asked of him. When you know that God hears you, whatever he, you ask, we know that what we ask, of him he'll give it to us that's that's john first john 3 and 15 got two boy jeremiah 29 12 and 13 jeremiah 29 old testament jeremiah 29 12 and 13 says then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart God said to Jeremiah to tell the people then you will call when you call on me and come and pray to me I will listen to you you will seek me and find me and when you seek me with all your heart he said well all we got to seek it with all our heart we'll be able to find him now the last one is song 66 verses 17 through 20 song 66 verses 17, 18, 19 and 20 uh, let's see it yeah, I think I got that. It might be long, but I'm going to read it fast as I can. That's why when you all read alone, it'll go fast. It says uh, in Psalm 66, I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. Let's give us a format how we pray now. If I had cherished my sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. God is ever mindful of our needs. He will act when it will do when it will do us most good, you all. He'll answer us when it will do us the best good at his own timing. His delays are preparations. Uh, if you're waiting for God to answer your cry, Trust in him and wait patiently. He, he's going to answer. Now look at Psalms 121 verses uh, 3 through 6. And we're about done here. Uh, yeah. Song 61. Song, song uh, 121 verses 3 through 6. It says, He won't let you stumble. Your guardian God won't fall asleep. 
not in your life. Israel guardian will never doze or sleep. God, your guardian, right at your side to protect you. Shielding you from sunstrokes and we, we and shel- and sheltering you from moonstrokes. Uh, take that word sunstrokes and apply it however you want to in your life and your situation. Not necessarily if you're talking about you sitting in the sun and, and you have a stroke from the sun, but sometimes situations come up in our life in, during the daytime that will cause us to have a pure stroke, have a breakdown of our nerves. Uh, and, and, and it, it, it will uh, apply to us physically and spiritually. Uh, or something should happen, we have a moon stroke. It said right here in the Bible that God will protect us. He don't sleep. His eyes are always open. He don't doze at all. At all. Maybe do you remember what the word was yet? Maybe. What must but used to say about every eye, every shed eye? Every shed eye ain't and every goodbye ain't gone. Okay. Think about that sometimes. That's in the natural, you all. But God, God, God never shuts his eyes. Can you think of, can you, can they hit you heavy? He never shuts your eyes. He never shuts your eyes. Now, I, I want to give you all this. At the beginning of the year, like I told you, I, I, God always gives me a scripture, and I want you all to write this one down and go back and read it. It's, I'm not going to go through all of it because I, I want to open, do an open mic, and we've already gone through all the scriptures that I have uh, for this evening. But uh, this one, one thing that I, I want to share, just share a, a few of, of uh, Song 61. And so it said, this song system, I pulled this right out of the Bible. It says, the year of the Lord's favor. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Who said that in the New Testament? Who, who, who said this in the New Testament? Jesus. Jesus said it in the New Testament. Jesus. He, Jesus. Jesus said it in the New Testament. And this is Isaiah in the Old Testament. It says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. This is what Jesus said God is doing for us, you all. And release from darkness the prisoners. You stay in darkness because you want to, but he won't hear your prayers when you sit in that darkness. He to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. We've had some recent losses because we're mourning. God gives us comfort. We, we don't complain about the ones we lost. We, we rejoice. Rejoice that the person don't have to deal with the crap we have to deal with every day. And it also said, verse 3, it said, And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness and a planting of the Lord. Display of splendor, they will build the ancient ruins and restore the places devastated. They will renew the ruined city. This is what God will do for us. Give us the strength to be able to do this. He is our, it says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
I think about that a lot. Hopefully you all think the joy is the Lord. When you think about what God can do for you, you get happy. You're not sitting and complaining. But if you're sitting there complaining, always murmuring, I just ask you all to do a channel check. What channel are you on? Those that's living in the kingdom of God, these are the blessings that he have for us. We don't have to live like the world live. We don't have to listen to that junk that the world is because what it does, it contaminates us. It said, we just read, he said he don't listen to the prayers of the sinners. And if you said that he ain't listening to your prayers, you got to repent and get back in order. That's what the word of God tells us. Uh, I'm going to read another one. It says, strangers and shepherds. It says, strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. And you will be called priests of the Lord. And you will be named ministers of God. You will feed on the wealth of the nations and the riches you will boast. Instead of shame, you will receive a double portion and of instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land. Ever, and everlasting joy will be yours. For the Lord loves justice. He said, I hate robbery, robbery and wrongdoings. Right there. He said he hates it. Viridan said, this is what Psalm 61 said. He said, for I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoings. And in my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make everlasting covenant with them. The descendants will be known among the nations and the offspring among the people. I'm an offspring of Kenneth and Ethel Bryant. Kenneth and Ethel Bryant lived a life before their children. They taught their children of standard. That's one thing I know my parents taught all of us a standard. If we walked away from it, all of us have walked away from it, but finally in our old age, we're coming back with some senses, trying to get some senses here. And going to the word, it says, all who see them will acknowledge, and they are people of the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord, and my soul rejoices in the Lord, for he has clothed me with the garment of salvation, and arrayed me in the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom adores his head like, adores his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For the soul makes the sprout, makes for the soul, verse 11, for the soul makes the sprout come up. Think about this, y'all. And a garden causes seed to grow. The, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. He'll do it. There's nothing God can't do in our life when we are on his side, when we're waiting for him. When we're broken down, dismayed, stuff that come along, a lot of times we, we stump our toe, we make mistakes. All we got to do is repent and get back into right standing, righteousness. Right, righteousness is right standing with God. When you get in right standing with God, all that other stuff will go away. You can be able to hear. You, you're here. He's not, he's not asleep. He's silent sometimes because we're in the wrong place. If you're sinning, he can't hear you. That's why you can't hear him. Bottom line, I, 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 that's the bottom line of the lesson. And what we're going to do 